going on, everybody? It's your boy J Omega, the Wash, the Ambassador, the Cybertron, Don, the Camouflage God, Mr. BX all day, Mr. Ready Set Go, Hip Hop's Behemoth. Yes, Young mm. Heisenberg in the mm. building as well. Daddy Wash Legs, Lil Poppy Ortiz, the Big Blood. You know what time it is when you hear that? Ah, uh-huh. and that's at J Omega S on every social media network. Yeah, what's going on, beloved? It's your boy Sire, the Wash God himself, the hoodie season representative, banging on my chest, king of the backhanded compliments, all first verse. Sir Sire, Duke of Worcestershire, dripping in spinal fluid. Spinal. Scotty Peppin, Smackavelli, Smacky Robinson, Wash Adamus, the bad guy on the podcast, Bully. You guys know you can find me on all of the medias that are social at Sire SO, except for Snap. Snap is Sire underscore SO. You bitch. You know me and Cherry P, pussy popping on the podcast charts, oh. aka the Unwashed Goddess, aka the New Mouth Shoddy, aka the podcast joint. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. All right, let's try not to wild out. And this is the Officially Street Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Go to officiallystreet.com for all things street official. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOS Podcast underscore SO. Like us on Deep Blood Cloud Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You need more fuel for the lime green. And remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, any other place you can find a podcast. You can find us. Yes, you can. Today, we have two guests in the building. Man owns his own restaurant named Brownstone, runs Rebirth Media Group. Oh. Has an amazing story. The other is someone who is in creative marketing, founder of Press Play Media, and just an all-around boss. Ladies and gentlemen. Shabaka Shakur, excuse me, Shabaka Shakur, I apologize, sir, and Jocelyn Rivera. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Lydia, God. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No problem. This is going to be a fun interview. I know that intro is a bit much, right? I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we could please. A lot of people that like, when we first do it, you can pass the water down to him if you need. I bought a bowling through. But um, yeah, welcome, guys. Yeah, I'm drunk. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, that's, <a> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what that was? No, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, I'm drunk. I, I'm surprised. Okay. Are you I'm driving not, home? Huh? No, it's no. Oh, okay. God, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm really not that drunk. That's the crazy thing. But anyway. Um, Wait, hold on, pause. You drank that whole bottle yeah, before y'all got here? No, we drank the whole oh, bottle okay. before we got here. Oh, okay. I guess here. that's not that bad. Um, so this is going to be the first Culture Fest in Brooklyn. Can you tell us a little bit more about Culture Fest? Um. Culture Fest itself is a production that's put on by a Rebirth Multimedia Group, RMG, which is my company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a festival, but it's not just a music festival. It's a festival that has to do with music. Mm-hmm. We have art. We have fashion. We have food. We have video games. Mm-hmm. It's like a, an entire experience, and that's what we were trying to create. What well, kind of video games you got? We got we got a bunch video games. No, we got a bunch of the old time video games Mm -hmm. like the um you know that used to be in the arcade. Oh, it's the arcade joint. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. So they spread out. So if you're bored and you got nothing to do, you can Mm -hmm. go over there and and play with the Mm -hmm. video games and stuff like that. And then we also got I think we got the other type of games like you got a David Buster's like the 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 basketball and the right 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 right. You know, so um, it's it's to entertain. We you're gonna be there for six hours. We want you to be entertained. We don't want you to just be standing watching music, right. because mm. you know sometimes it might be artists up there that you're not really into. Mm-hmm. You know, so in the in the midst of that, we have food, a food mm-hmm. court outside that you can go eat. Mm-hmm. We have a vendors village where people come in like um, that that produce urban styles like like. Like this hat, like you know, mm-hmm. um, the shirts and the sweatshirts that you see everybody running around with, and then um, 
And then in addition to that, like I said, we got the art. The art is is going to be phenomenal. We got two mm-hmm. urban artists who kind of create the whole vibe for um, Culture Fest. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with this idea? Um, the idea came to me. I had I had two restaurants. Okay, I had Brownstone that you, that okay. you said. I don't I no longer have that one. Okay, we, we went through some drama with the landlord, and he mm-hmm. you know wanted this out. Okay, you a chef? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can cook, but I'm not a chef. Okay. okay. You don't throw it down from time to time back there? Sometimes I do. But I, you know, I let, I let my cooks do the yeah, cooking. I got you. Got you. Got you. But um, we had a restaurant, Brownstone, and then, mm. then I have a restaurant now, which is on Franklin and Fulton called 718 Live. Mm. So in in doing these restaurants, it's like, it's a restaurant slash lounge. Got you. So we have people, we have a stage, we have a DJ booth, we have the, you know, people come up there and do mm. shows all the time. Gotcha. So over a period of time, I kept meeting the young artists and the DJs and, and you know, and this is their circuit. When mm-hmm. you're not on a big stage, you're doing these mm-hmm. lounges right. and, 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 you know, and bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I started meeting a lot of them and it came to me that this was a good resource and we just needed to move them to a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. So the okay. whole purpose was to do that, but then at the same time, include the community. So that's when we decided to do like a vendor's village and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that we can bring up and coming urban um, vendors and businesses, local businesses into into it. Right. Make it a little bit more public. Right. How long does it take to plan something like this? And how many people are on your team making it happen? Let me tell you, it feels like forever. Right? Okay. I think we've been working on this for like six, seven months. Okay. Right. Even though it seems like it's way longer than that. Mm-hmm. And um, and even that doesn't seem like it's enough time because there's so mm-hmm. many different um, pieces, right? And then and we got a nice team. We got a big team, and okay. and everybody has you know their own assignments or what they have to do. So it kind of like alleviates you know some of the stress, but not much. Mm-hmm. And it's on April twentieth, right? It, yes. Okay. Cool. So what what are like some of the final things that you guys are like trying to put in place to make it like be it's the big thing? Hmm. All right. I'm going to tell y'all something that nobody really knows. Hey, okay. All right. Um, I think only one other person that I, that, that knows, really. Um, Jocelyn doesn't even know this. Oh. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> no, but um, we just we just created a, a a tribute that we're going to do to Nipsey Hussle. Nice. Right? Okay. Because, you know, we didn't... His death was, you know, it wasn't... Part right. of our plan, but it mm-hmm. happened, and it's mm-hmm. such an impactful thing yes. that yeah. we didn't want to have a festival and not, right, you know, of course, mm-hmm. address that. So we just incorporated something in there that's going to be a tribute to him, which I think people are going to love. Of course, rest yeah, in peace, definitely. Yeah, definitely, for sure. That's dope. That's dope. Joshua, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about you? What's going on with you? What you want to know? Oh, where you from? <laughs> what you do? What's up? So I'm from Brooklyn. Mm. You can tell she's from Brooklyn. You heard how she said that? <laughs> she said, so I'm from Brooklyn. Make sure I still got my wallet on me. <laughs> oh, they Lord. killed Biggie. Oh, <laughs> she's saying. Yeah, Mike, nah. Check your pockets when you leave, bro. <laughs> so I, I manage I manage three artists, uh, the mm. group Gangtivity. Um, mm. They're going to be performing at Culture Fest, too. So nice. look out for that. We got some outfits for them. It's different. You see. Okay. <laughs> um, what else I do? I do uh, public relations for different um brands, mm-hmm. different like events, like this event. Um, I do creative marketing for different labels. So, you know, they they bring me in and I come up with like cool ideas for their marketing rollout mm-hmm. for the artists that they mm-hmm. have. 
stuff like that. Um, and then I do um, public relations and A&R work freelance for different artists, companies, stuff like that. How did you yeah. get into that? Like, Or how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I didn't really know, but I knew there was a need for it. Okay. Mm. So basically, I was in college, you know, I just graduated um, in December of okay. last year. So I was up there and I was like, I used to throw shows all the time in the uh-huh. city in Brooklyn, like for like new artists and stuff like that. And But I, I just know a lot of people. So mm-hmm. everybody be like, yo, you know a photographer, you know somebody in mm-hmm. the I'm like, yeah, you know, I know somebody, I can help you, I'll put you in contact. So it was like, I always was, was doing the plug. that. Yeah, you could Okay. That. <laughs> That's like a big thing now. Uh-huh. But. You know, I was always connecting people, but then I went away to college and everybody was still hitting my phone like, yo, what can I do? But I was, you know, three hours away upstate. Right. And I'm like, you know, I can't really help y'all, help y'all like that. I could do a little connecting, but mm-hmm. I started writing because I realized, you know, I was in school, so I was writing all the time. But then mm-hmm. I started blogging for like tons of hip hop sites. Okay. And then all these artists that I was working with were like, oh, can you write about me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I was started it, but I'm like, it's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of artists. So I was like, you know, I could charge y'all and, you know, my time right. is money. So I started mm. charging people to get, like, I'd be on the phone with them, do articles, and I put mm-hmm. them a bunch of sites, da, da, da. It was loving that. That was a lot. And then I was like, oh, I'm paying my bills? Right. <laughs> okay. Mm. Then I um I was like, okay, what else could I do? Because I feel like everybody needs stuff, like, right. besides blogging. Then I taught myself how to do digital marketing to, like, increase in the social media numbers on mm-hmm. the back of Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I added that. So now you got blogs. You got digital stuff. Yeah. And I'm helping you get in whatever you need and stuff like that and helping you get image. So it just became a package and it just kept growing and artists kept asking me for it. And then companies started asking for it. So now I do, um, it's a race car race called um, Formula E. It's going to be in Red Hook. So mm-hmm. I'm managing their Facebook and their social strategy, kind of, like, getting mm-hmm. people to come to the event and stuff like that. And then Culture Fest, and then there's an event called Leadership Music Conference that I'm doing too. So I'm just growing. I'm kind of going with it, you know. What's your What's your I guess ultimate goal with that? Like, would Would mm-hmm. you like to have a company like managing people doing that, or you want to be a one man um, show? Honestly, so I have people that work for me now, so mm-hmm. that's like a big deal. It's kind of like a lot to manage and stuff like that. But really, I never really wanted to get into management. Mm-hmm. But the artists that I work with, they asked me to do it, and I'm kind of good at it. So mm-hmm. other artists ask me. And I kind of really like it now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, management might be my my lane. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I also just like just helping. So if like a company needs other things, mm-hmm. I can do it. So cool. How long you been doing it? For a year. Really? Wow. Right. Wow. So and it just like brand. picked up okay. like that. Mm-hmm. What did you go to school for? Human development. What is that? Right? <laughs> um, so... It's basically the study of people, how to interact with people. Oh, so that's people. how you, that's how, okay. Yeah, mm, okay. <laughs> so can you uh, tell us a little bit more about Press Play Agency? Yeah. So, I mean, so originally it was J-A-R-P-R, right? Mm-hmm. That's my name. <laughs> it was cute and everybody was messing it up and calling it Jarpar. And, and I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, what is, like, I need to come up with something else. Like, I need Mm -hmm. a new name. I need to rebrand this. I need to fix this. So I was like, press play because, like, is there so many meanings? Like, press play on the record. Press that I use, you know. Like, I make plays. It goes forever. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll name it that. Um, It's been, you know, picking up. So I started using that emoji with the button. Everybody's going crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. So, I mean, it's really been launched by all the work that I've already done through my Mm -hmm. other stuff. And I put that out there. But then this new agency is just like management, you know, event planning, all this bigger stuff. So, So, Mm -hmm. So Shabaka, you were wrongfully convicted of what exactly? 
Um, I was wrongfully convicted of two murder charges. Two. Yeah, and I um I this received interview is uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> I received a double life sentence. Wow. wow. And uh I would probably be still in prison right now, probably. I would definitely be still in prison now had it not been for um, you know, uh, me getting out through the court. Wow. How long yeah. ago was that? How long I got out? Mm-hmm. About um four and a half years now. Yeah. And how long were you in? Uh, 27 and a half years. Okay. Oh, wow. So when, when did you go in then? I was about 21, 22. Wow. 21 turned to 22. Damn. Okay. That's so crazy. right now you are, like you have your restaurant, you're putting mm-hmm. on Culture Fest. What were you doing? Were, were you doing these type of things prior to that? No. Oh. <laughs> so you just came home and just was like, all right, I'm going to try. You had a long time to think about it. Well, um, honestly, uh, I really wanted to do real estate. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, um, um, so that was kind of like the lane that I was trying to get into. Right. And as I was looking for properties, I just happened to come across Brownstone, which mm. was, uh, um, it was up because the guy was going through some financial troubles. So, mm-hmm. so me and my partner decided, okay, we can get in there. Right. But it was more about the real estate. Mm-hmm. And then once mm-hmm. we got in there and we seen that it was a restaurant and we gave it a shot at running the restaurant and everything else kind of like fell into place because we turned the restaurant into a real thriving spot. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. it was, and that's why we got kicked out, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the truth comes out. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, yeah, was, at first he said, you know, we had some issues. No, we got kicked out, actually. <laughs> like, um, well, <laughs> what happened was the landlord, prior to us, it was an Italian restaurant. Gotcha. So he met, okay. so think quiet, violin, right. Italian right. restaurant. Right. We brought in DJs and brunch parties right. and, you know, hip hop right. and and the guy looked and said, "Oh no, right. this is not my. <laughs> this is not what I wanted in my it. building." And right, that, and that was the beginning of our downfall. We actually okay. got kicked out because we were successful mm. in taking a restaurant that had maybe like twenty people in there, mm-hmm. and and when we after we Jumping. took over, it was like two hundred people every night. Oh wow, you know, wow. like people in there, music loud, and he was like, "No, we can't have this." So when you when you got the restaurant, did you give up the you know, working, trying to get, find other real estate? Um, I, I, I put it on the back burner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because New York is crazy for real estate. It's really mm-hmm. expensive in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did get some properties down out of state and stuff. I got gotcha. properties upstate New York and in Florida and stuff like that, but where it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. But New mm-hmm. York is just ridiculous with, gotcha. with, right. with prices. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I ain't had no money. Did you like running a restaurant? Or did slash do you? Um, I did. It it has its benefits. Okay. But, it, you know, um, I think like any business, you have the stress of, of trying to figure out how to make that dollar every day. Right. Okay. Because it's not just you now. Mm-hmm. You got to pay everybody that works here. You got to mm-hmm. make sure the bills is paid. You got right. all that on your shoulders. And it's you. You know, if if, if you don't make the money... You have to shut down because ain't nobody gonna work for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you were inside though, like, um, what's something that kept you going, especially with you know the situation that got you in there and so on and so forth? Like, what kept you moving? All right. So, the reality is, I always thought I was gonna get out. 
Right. Yo, you gotta speak slash think into existence. Right. Um, that just made my heart happy. I always, <laughs> like, even like my family and everybody else gave up because mm-hmm. as the years go along and you're telling them, yeah, I'll be out. It's gonna work, you know. Mm-hmm. And it keeps your appeals keep getting denied, 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 denied. They start thinking this dude is delusional. He think he getting out. Like. 15 years yeah, went by, yeah. right, 20 right. years went by, yeah. he's still in there talking about he getting out. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I always had faith that I was going to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and I think it's because I have faith in people, mm-hmm. right? And I knew that, I, I, was, I, was, I was incarcerated because of a crooked cop. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but I know that he's a crooked cop and he put me in jail. But all I needed to do was get my story in front of the right person mm-hmm. And somebody was going to hear it and say, why is this dude in jail? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I, that was my like my goal. Get it to the right judge or get it mm-hmm. in the right lawyer's hands that's going to pay attention. And because I have faith in people, mm-hmm. I just figured everybody can't be corrupt. Somebody got to be able to look at this and say, yo, this guy shouldn't be in jail. Right. 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 Yo, that's, that is, you got to speak and think to existence. I always say that all the time. Like, you got to put it in the universe. Well, that's what I mean, that's what I tell my cousin. He's inside right now. And he's going through it now, um, going on twenty years. But mm-hmm. he just keeps telling me he's working at it and all that. And wow. I'm 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 confident because it's kind of a similar situation. But he was right. in PA. It right. was a, a corrupt judge, right? Who's mm-hmm. already been, you know. Oh, I think wow. he did a few years actually because of it. And there's been people that's been getting out, and he's on that list. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. just been staying on. You know, I guess the law libraries and things like do. that. You just got to stay on top of this. I, tell, hmm. I told somebody something this, this morning, right, that yeah. um, because we was talking about a break. People look like, you know, you become successful because you get this break. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not that moment that, that, that you hit that winning shot and all of a sudden you get to the NBA. It's not that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all the moments before that that you went to practice that you said later for everything else, I'm going to go... St- watch the videotapes of the games and, and you prepared yourself to make that shot, mm-hmm. right? When you, when I was in prison, a lot of times I sacrificed going to the yard and all that to work out and play ball so I could be in the law library mm-hmm. because I knew that, you know, wasn't no lawyer going to get me out. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Lawyers don't care about your case. Yeah. They're going to get paid whether you they win or lose. Mm-hmm. They're still going to get paid. Right. The only person that cares about your case has to be you. Right. So mm-hmm. I actually learned the law myself and filed my own motion and got myself out. Gotcha. So, right. So, Jocelyn, I saw that... What's that noise? I don't know. Preach fucking us up out here? Shout <laughs> out um, to Preach. <laughs> Jocelyn, I saw that um, you wrote for Respect Magazine mm-hmm. and for Rap Fest. Mm-hmm. So, and so you were saying before how you were doing the blogs, like writing for artists. Is that something that you're still doing? Not really. So the people, like, I have, like, writers that write for me and stuff like that. They have all my logins, and they write for me now. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. that's dope. Yeah. That's <laughs> do, you, do you also still do consultations? Yeah, I do. Now, is that only for, like, up-and-coming artists, or? No, that's for brands in general. So, like, you know, anybody who's coming up with a brand and needs help with direction, social media, anything like that. So if someone wants to get involved with that, how do they go about it? So I have like a link tree in my mm-hmm. bio. Okay. And then you could just like click what you want. So it's gonna say consultation, fill out the form, the time, dates, stuff like that. Gotcha. That's cool. What kind of what do you provide? Like what do you offer? Is mm-hmm. it just 
this is what you need to do to market a little bit better? Or mm-hmm. It just depends on what they ask. You answer questions or do you just have a set thing? So it's kind of like you come. I, I ask that people come to me with questions because okay. it's very helpful. It kind of mm-hmm. directs where we're going. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I'm putting you on to mm-hmm. different resources that you may not know of, places that you could you know That's use, people that you might want to talk to, people that you might want to DM. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, stuff that I can organize for you if you have like, you know, any type of schedule that you need to put together. Mm-hmm. There's that, but it's a lot of just kind of like helping you get in the right direction. Like gotcha. helping you kind of get your foot on the ground. And then after we're done, I've run a digital campaign to increase your social media. So like everybody likes that. Then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> taking notes. Oh, you are? <laughs> they were just like, right. <laughs> I might need to. <laughs> How did you guys come together? Uh, somebody actually reached out to me. Somebody else on his team reached mm-hmm. out to me because they were looking for um, to bring my artists on board you know, okay. to perform. Um, and then, but he was like, but we also need you to help because I do press, obviously, right. for events. So he's like, we need you to, you know, book us places. Like, get right. us on these podcasts. Get us on yeah. podcasts. Mm. Get hey. us on these podcasts. Get us on these radio shows. Get us on these college mm-hmm. shows. Get us on these blogs, you know. Mm. And people, somebody that's really out there, like, who right. really knows who's there, who has the right comedians that can repost and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And you yeah. guys did Hot 97 last week? That was, was that yeah, that week? was uh, so there's a girl, Sassy Mingley, that has a show on Honey Seven, so you nice. know, her. but she it's, it's funny because he had I scheduled something for Brooklyn College, but mm-hmm. she goes to Brooklyn College, so she ended up just doing the show at oh, Brooklyn College to air it there, so it gotcha. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was like, it was like, like wow, like, okay, yeah, like not, <laughs> not, it's like kill two birds on one yeah, show, it was basically. Perfect, so yeah, perfect, yeah, that's dope. Um, all right, going, going back to you, Sha, um, so you have a new spot now. Do you plan on, you know, expanding, getting other restaurants, other lounges, or are you content with what you're doing right now? Well, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really trying to like combine the two, gotcha. so that one feeds off the other. Like we do little shows over there, you know. We just had one Friday and Saturday. We had two different um, shows at at Seven One Eight Live. So to me, that's like the the breeding ground that will allow me to look at artists before Culture Fest. Gotcha. We want to make Culture Fest like a, a, a every a annual event, mm. and then right. we, we got a couple of other events that that we want to make every mm. year, and those are like the bigger events. But using the lounge to kind of like gauge, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the new and up and coming artists, and say, okay, this is somebody that we would want at, at Culture Fest. What made you think about putting the event together? Um, I wanted to do something like I said for the artists that I was seeing. That okay. We're coming into the into Brownstone and into seven one eight, and and I see that they really fighting mm-hmm. to get to that stage, but mm-hmm. not really getting there because yeah. um, it, it takes a time. You know, nobody just comes from you know you're an artist today and the next day you on mm-hmm. a major stage. So you have to you have to go through the work. So I thought that in doing Culture Fest and in what we were doing in seven one eight would be like a a foundation, we build a foundation where new artists could come and say, okay, let me go through this and hopefully this will take me to gotcha. a bigger stage. Now, is it just about the artists? Because then you were saying that you have, you have people that are actually coming through that are like artists, you know, painting yeah. and things like that. What made you want to add all the other elements to your Because event? we did that too. In Brownstone, ah, we, gotcha. in, in Brownstone and in 718, we've done art shows, mm. we've done pop-up shops, we've done you know, when when you got a, a lounge, you're trying to keep it active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it ain't always just music. We do pop-up shops. We do uh, uh, um, um, art shows. Mm-hmm. 
We do album releases. You know what I'm saying? We do we do birthday parties. You know, we mm-hmm. do just about everything. But in doing those, I, I, I came in contact with artists that I said, okay, these are these guys that I want to include. And also doing pop-up shops because mm-hmm. this Culture Fest, by having a vendor's village, is like a gigantic pop-up shop, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, we're okay. getting the people to come out here and put their merchandise in there so people can see it mm-hmm. and purchase it. And at the same time, we doing exactly what the word culture is saying. Because the culture we're talking about is, you know, like New York City urban culture. You know, Mm -hmm. and 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 the culture is not just the music, it's the music we listen to, the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the art we we watch, the games we play. You know, so all of that is part of the culture. And this is happening on uh, 420, so. So what is your, what what kind of food y'all got at your restaurant? And what is your favorite thing on the menu? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all our food, but then at the same time, I get tired of eating eat it? it all the time. <laughs> so it's just me. Like, I yeah. think anybody that comes to our restaurant to say, oh, they got good food. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, we got a cook, and, and we got a couple of cooks in both of them, and all of them is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because I eat there all the time, I right. just, I, I get tired of eating the same stuff all the <laughs> so time. So what was your favorite thing at first? Well, what type of food is it? Is okay, soul it's, food, or? It's, it's, a, it's a combination, it's a fusion okay. of, like, American soul food and Caribbean food. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. So that says it have, right there. My favorite thing used to be like the, uh, they used to make um, like a macaroni, uh, crab, crab, Mac- crab meat like and macaroni. Lobster, like, like, lobster, lobster mac, mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lobster mac and cheese. Right. Spring rolls. Oh, oh. They used to make lobster. What? Spring rolls. Nigga said the spring, oh, I've Them seen that. Them things be good. I've seen They're it. everywhere I've never had one, Philly. but I've seen it. Them oh, things are everywhere in Philly. I can't have none of that, man. <laughs> damn, that damn keto. Yeah, keto's killing me, man. Oh, man. I'm losing weight, but it's killing me. It's killing me. So, in terms of people that might be um, facing similar cases that you're facing or maybe be wrongfully that accused. That you faced. Or that you faced, sorry. You drunk. Is there? No. Is there anything that you are doing to specifically help people in those situations? Well, people that are wrongfully accused or facing cases that, you know, it's kind of like an uphill battle. They didn't, you know, they're not guilty, but there's a corrupt judge or there's a crooked cop. All right. When when I first came home, um, I was working at a law firm as a paralegal. Okay. Because um, mm. I actually learned the law and... and you spent a lot of time, yeah. Yeah. And all I did was work on the law. So right. I, I kind of... Knew that very well. So when mm-hmm. I came home, I got a I got a job working as a paralegal okay. in a law firm, and um, and a lot of people because you know spending that much time in prison, I know just about everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of people used to write me, "Yo, I need help with this. I need help with that." Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, you want to help them because you just came through this, of so course. you know, mm-hmm. you know. Of course. But it became overwhelming because you can't help everybody. You okay. Know? Now uh, I hate to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but. Does that make you have a different perspective on lawyers? Because there's a lot of lawyers out there or public defenders that are in that same predicament where they feel overwhelmed, where they can't they can't put as much focus on every case. Does that give you a different perspective on what public defenders do? Or um, is it different because that's not necessarily your job? You're just a paralegal. Well, I think it, I think you got to look at it two ways. Right? Mm-hmm. One is that if they're doing it for the money mm-hmm. and they're just cutting and pacing, because mm-hmm. a lot of lawyers, what they do is 
they 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 don't really investigate your case. Right. They automatically think you're guilty because right. you got arrested, mm-hmm. which is which is sad because they're there to defend you. Yeah. But in their mind, they're so used to dealing with guilty people. Yep. That if you're telling them you're not guilty, they just say everybody says that. And it's a case after case basis, and they're right. like, "Well, I'm just gonna loop him into the regular demographic right. of so, guilty they, people that think they're not guilty." And they're doing it for the money, so they're not really what do you call it. But now you do have some lawyers who are really about trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and no matter how many cases they get, because they don't overwhelm themselves, they don't take 200 right. cases because right. it's not about the money to them. It's right. just like let me take these amount of cases. Yep. That I can, that I know I'm going to win, and I'm going to put 100 percent into, and you know they may get thrown other cases by the courts, but they're mostly a small firm that's only going to say, okay, I'm only going to deal with these number of cases because they're really concerned with the outcome of the case, mm-hmm. right? But overall, a lot of a lot of them become jaded over time. Right. Lawyers, mm-hmm. you know, they I think that when they first come out of law school, they start thinking, yeah, I'm I'm going to do the right thing, you know that. Mm-hmm. But after years and years, yeah of being in that system, that system beats them down and they do get jaded and they just start doing half-ass work. They're not yeah. really working mm-hmm. for the for the individual. Those lawyers are, are a problem mm-hmm. because your freedom is at stake. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? But then again, the other half is that it's on us also. Yeah. You can't just sit back and say... Put your whole freedom in the hands in of the somebody else. In the hands of somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Understood. Yeah. So... But let me let me let me go back to that because the the question you was asking, after I left the the um the law firm, mm-hmm. I now have a, a a nonprofit in Brownsville which is called the Day Two Multipurpose Center. That's great, right? And what we do over there is we deal with people coming home mm-hmm. to help them with the mm-hmm. transition. We deal with reentry, we deal with um substance abuse, okay. we deal with uh, uh um, violence um and uh, um and gang interventions. You and this is saying? and this is available to all convicts. This is available yes. to all people that come out. It doesn't matter if they're wrongfully accused. It right. doesn't matter if they did. The, it's just men if you're coming home, men? men and women. Okay. We even have a, a, a women's domestic violence group. Okay, mm. you know, that's so, really cool. You know, our thing was that I, I realized that I couldn't do so much because it was just me. So instead of trying to help everybody to get out, I try to create something that it's a system mm. that can help people once they get out. So mm. now everybody could come through and utilize those resources to try to transition better into society. Mm. So I have a follow-up question that I'll ask another time. Okay. I'll ask another time. We want you to come back. <laughs> Do you so um Culture Fest is next week. Right? Mm-hmm. Are y'all excited? Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> y'all look tired. <laughs> right? Y'all, y'all do look tired. Do y'all plan on working together for any more events? Like, do y'all have anything else down the pipeline? Um, we do uh, have we I we do have a couple of things that are kind of like at the beginning stages. They're on the table as mm-hmm. um, plans that haven't really been you know fleshed out yet. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Um, I know that we do. Last year we had a big pool party. Oh, lit. Um, Lydia. Um, this year, we're going to have a bigger pool party. Okay. Oh, Lydia. Hold on. In New York. In New York, where do you have a pool party? Well, last year, um, we actually rented a, a home out in uh, Long Island. Okay. That it had a big pool right. in the back and yard. It had a front yard. And we, you know, we, we did it up. We, we had the... Cabanas put out there, DJs. Okay. We had the guy rolling cigars. Oh, with, that's lit. You know, food on it. 
um, the guy, you know, came. We had a couple of chefs that came oh. from my restaurant, and they was out there mm-hmm. grilling and everything. So. Sound like an all-inclusive resort. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this what? year, we we want to do it again, you know, so y'all, y'all invited. Yeah, thanks. You know. I'll be there. <laughs> now I got to get my swim body ready. But in addition to that, get on we, keto. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, we, we do got a couple of other things that we're going to be working on and, mm-hmm. and I have no problem. I would love to work with uh, um, Jocelyn on those. Nice. Jocelyn, do you have anything else coming down the pipeline really? Or Yeah, so I have this idea that I kind of came up with when I was in Texas with my artists. So basically we just invited a bunch of artists to the Airbnb to record music, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they were just making records. It was just record, mm-hmm. record, record. So I was like, we got to just do this in the city. So I'm just going to, I was going to get an Airbnb and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I found this really cool place. I live in Red Hook in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I found this really cool place that has like two levels and has like a studio room in there. So I'm going to use that place and just book it out from 5 to like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Invite a bunch of artists. And so there's like a bunch of brands that are sponsoring and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then like uh, I make beats and I'm a producer, but you know. Hold uh, <laughs> <Hold> up. Uh, <laughs> now nah, we need more producers. In. Are you serious, bro? I'm dead ass Okay, because he's looking we'll, at you, so. We'll talk after. No, we'll he, talk. he sound like a mummy just now. <laughs> no, I, just, I didn't want to interrupt. I just, this thing you know, sounded like Voldemort. Y'all didn't see. Y'all see. Yo, why are y'all coming for me tonight? Oh, sorry. It's the purple. No, nah, I was just trying to stretch and, you know, just so you know. Nah, but all right. We'll talk yeah. after this. So, yeah, yeah, come to that. And then I do this event once a month. It's called Pastor Oak. So I just invite a bunch of artists that are, like, making noise. And they just come. It's about, what happened? Nothing. He make music, too. No, I make me. I do make music. Hold up. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just because I have this place called the Brooklyn Commons. So I used to work there when I was like eighteen. Backstory, mm-hmm. blah blah. Social mm-hmm. media. But she lets me use the place to throw events, do whatever nice. I want. So like thirty artists at a time come. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a lot, but like I can't. I don't like to say no to people. Right. Like you know, if you want to perform, and it's always packed. And then I have like a bunch of vendors sell merchandise mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm doing that again, but it's for my mom because she works at a nonprofit. So I'm doing this okay. one for her nice. in Red Hook. What's her nonprofit? Um, it's called um, George's Red Justice Center, mm-hmm. and it's called Peacemaking. So it's okay. basically, it's actually for like people who've been through like issues in either domestic violence or different types of you know things, um, and they help them find resources. They helped them like for Hurricane Sandy, it was like mm-hmm. super packed because people just needed help, like getting a washing machine, right. getting things like mm-hmm. that. So jump with that, and then it's people that are kind of like going through things and they want to like instead of going to the court like if it's not like a big thing if it's like a younger mm-hmm. kid it's peacemaking so they like literally talk to they talk with the judge and they mm-hmm. have a conversation they try to make come like to a resolution so cool. I think it's really cool so basically every year they take all the kids to DC to go to the museum mm-hmm. so she was like trying to like um, you know make some money for that right. so I was like I'll throw it past the Ox and Red Hook uh-huh. only Red Hook artists and you know all the proceeds will oh, go to her that's dope so that's May 9th and then that other thing is going to be May something. Yeah. So, nice. Are all the dates in your link tree? They will be. When okay. I put that flyer up. And all, right. Be up. all right. You got to follow yes, her. He probably don't you even follow, follow He probably don't because he, he always well, follows people after I don't. I don't, I don't follow you, you until media? I interview you. Yes. That's I fair. Got, we got to follow I, you. That's not fair. No, no that is not fair. I don't to. be trying to be phony with people. Like, yeah, I've been following <laughs> you. I've been, I've been fucking with you for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to follow you after the interview and then you got to follow me. 
No, because he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, that's how you get to follow me back. Yep, let me see you follow me back. I play that game because I, I what it is. I play that cool. game because I will unfollow in a minute. That's funny. You gotta meet him first. Hey, you run me? Come on. That's what I'm saying. We was literally an hour ago. Wow. Okay. So you hour ago. Hour ago. You're silly. No, that's a fact, though. Um, Do you guys, last things, you know, where can we find you guys? Websites, Twitters, so on and so forth. Anything you guys want to plug? Let me say this, though. Um, for the Culture Fest, you got to get your tickets online. Um, oh, get them online. Know, it's at culturefestnyc.com. Also, the Culture Fest, the IG and the Facebook page is culturefestnyc.com. And if you go there, there's a link in the in the bio also, and you can get your tickets there. Mm-hmm. It has to be advanced tickets because we won't be selling tickets at the door. Okay. Right. So that's why we tell Because it's everybody. outside or no? No, it's inside and outside. Okay. The, the, um, the venue holds like 2,000 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's the inside part and then it's the outside part also. Nice. Um, so that's the Are you on social media? Um Yeah, I'm on social media. My mm-hmm. IG page is Sha S H A underscore D A underscore B O S S. Okay. Shot a boss. Underscore. <laughs> Shot a boss. And Jocelyn, what about you? My Instagram is Jocelyn J O C E L Y N A Rivera. Just like that. Just and followed you. Okay. Just have gotcha. we been wilding? Gotcha. Have I been wilding not throwing the A in this whole episode? You did? No, we haven't. But, Aww. Yeah, right. it's a part of my branding. Okay, I apologize. It's cool, though. <laughs> We're all drunk. Really quick. <laughs> I'm, uh, no, so, I'm smack, I want you guys, or you, because it's your event, but to give our listeners like the best reason why they should come out to Culture Fest. Like, what is the... Ooh. They need to come to this. Why? All right. Well, depending on the audience. If you're mm-hmm. in the industry, if you're... If you're an artist, if you're a performer, if you're a, a vendor or anything, this is the perfect networking uh, um, for, uh, um, venue for you. Because it's going to be nothing but people, vendors and, and media and artists and performers. These are the people you need to be around. Gotcha. And it'll, it'll give you an idea. So if next year there's a possibility that you could be there, you already been through it and you see how it's going down and you know what you need to do to gotcha. be able to get there. That's if you're on that line. If you're just somebody who enjoys the um, the experience, this is it. Because like I tell you, we've gone through lengths to make it an experience. It's not mm-hmm. just you're going to come here and just watch, what do you call it? Like literally, the artwork is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's They're taking you through every facet through their artwork. Like, you're seeing it through the artist's eyes, but you're seeing their artwork about music, about fashion, about, you know, culture. And gotcha. It, and, and then the same thing with the food and everything. Everything is built mm-hmm. to to kind of, like, expose you to the culture of New York City. Right. No. No. Nice. Cool. Right. It is. Lydia <laughs> well, again! <laughs> thanks for coming. We appreciate you guys. And it's, yeah. four, and it's 420, so. And, it's 420. <laughs> so you can and there'll be food there. You can smoke there? Yes. Okay. You made it wild hot. I know, you just made it wild hot. <laughs> you made it wild yeah. Let's bleep that out. What time? Try what's the time like stamp? not say that. My like, bad. No, because I feel like some people would be like, like don't some smoke. people would be like, oh, it's 420, and I, 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 got, I got something else to do that day. What are they going to do? Go then, drink? That's all you need to know. No. It's man, no. Yo, my, my man, it's 420, you ready to hit the bar? You are something else. Anyways, <laughs> yo, what if they had a day for that? 
But let me say this though, um, because we it's not I just about smoke. Yeah. Because it is 420, we, we're going to have people there that's going to be talking about it, you know, mm -hmm. the benefits mm. of it right. and how it is, because we want to educate the people, kind of mm -hmm. get rid of the whole stigma where you feel like you got to hide that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're about to legalize that. It's right. decriminalized yeah. in New York. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So you know they're about to legalize it. This, way. Is, this is part of uh, a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. You go to any studio session, you know right. it's part of the culture. Right. Happening. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, so my, my back be hurting. I said, "Well, damn." Well, we do thank y'all for coming through, uh, making time in y'all schedule on a weekday. You know what I'm saying? This was okay. great. Um, and we want you to come back. You specifically, we got plans for you. No, I want. I don't Jocelyn, just, just. No, Jocelyn, we want you to come back too, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna break you out your shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, this was dope. Um, thanks for listening to this episode this week, guys. I am at J Omega S on every social media network. You guys know what it is. It's boy Sire the Wash God himself. You guys can follow me everywhere at Sire S O, except for Snap. If we're still doing that, Sire underscore S O. Don't do that, man. I don't. Know. I don't get on there. I'm Cherry Poppins. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Oh, peace. And we'll be back with another episode next week. We out. Nobody, 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 nobody. I've been away for some days. Yeah. Life had me in the haze. Yeah. All I wanna do is grind for it, but my life getting in the way. Yeah. That just mean I gotta grind harder. Now my nights turning into days. Yeah. All work, no play. Bills coming in, gotta get them paid. Uh -huh. My wife wanna get her nails done. I told her I ain't got a nail fun. Cause my last tape didn't sell much. But I prayed to the heaven she fell from. That my LP's gonna help me living healthy. Cause I'm wealthy, so if hell freeze over, I know I should probably take a few selfies. So that I can remember this moment. Flex on these niggas like Hogan. I walk in this bitch like I own it. You not on my level, you know it. I prophesize it, it's an omen. I'm here to stay like a sewing. Y'all see the way that I'm flowing. The man in the mirror, my only opponent. I'm a true monogamous, uber confident, super nine. Y'all reach, and you are not the shit. You the opposite. You are not in my leagues, but you always popping shit. Never profiting, always jocking my steeds. Still know I'm stopping this. Ho, I'm rocking this. Who gon' go against me? Who, who, who? Nobody, bitch. I treat everybody like nobody rich. If nobody's hip, that's truly a waste. You chasing the belt that don't nobody fit. You all clowns, and yet nobody's it. Small town, it's like nobody fits. Talk foul, motherfucker. Then it's on now. I ain't nobody's bitch. I'm riding around in a nobody whip. I'm tired of being harassed. Yeah, last whip was so blacked out. That Obama could sit in the bag, yeah Traded that for a dad car so my daughter could sit in the bag, yeah I was always getting pulled over by them coppers like it was a fad, yeah Bash probably make them feel tougher, but a lot of them niggas is ass And yeah, I maybe got a dad bod, but I promise I'm whipping your ass If you ever give me a chance, and after it's over, don't bother extending your hand You ain't got respect for my people, don't see us as equals You just want the death of my people, but me, I'm a rep for my people And I ain't gonna rest till I'm splitting the check with my people I'm risking my neck for my people, I put all this gold on my wrist and my neck for my people It's time to invest in my people People. More importantly, time to invest in myself Cause if I can't really take care of me Who the fuck you expect me to help? Who, who, who? Nobody, bitch Nobody, bitch Who, who, who? Nobody, bitch Nobody, bitch Who, who, who? Nobody, bitch Nobody, bitch Who, who? Nobody, bitch Nobody, bitch Nobody, nobody, nobody.